This is the Life Origami Podcast. Enjoy the show. So today, you're in for a treat. Well, maybe. <laughs> Conversation between my wife and business partner, Amethyst, and I, talking about change and intellectual honesty. You know, the truth is, is you can stay just as stuck as you want to be. You can choose to cling to your beliefs and cling to your perceptions. However, where did those beliefs and perceptions come from? Are they truly yours? Or are they someone else's? And Billy Graham, even though he's an evangelist, he said something I thought was really profound. No smaller package has he ever seen than a man totally wrapped up in himself. And what I took that to mean is a man so wrapped up in his own head. You know, we, we create our own problems for ourselves when we become so rigid and so uh, inflexible and convinced that we know things, that we are a certain way, we actually get in our own way. Because until we truly examine what we're thinking, why we're thinking it, And where did it come from? That's kind of interesting. Where did it come from? Because you were mentioning it might come from other people, their values and beliefs. But then the funny thing is, is where did their beliefs come from? Somebody else's. And where did that person's beliefs come from? Yep. So you've got a whole society of people pressuring others and telling them how to think. Right. So we may think that we we've got it all. We know what we're doing and we know what we're you know we're we're adamant about who um what it is that we think and yeah. want and how we how we perceive the world and how um, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, our perceptions of the world and where we see ourselves in it. And uh, that's maybe served us up until the point where... The whole world's been turned upside down by COVID-19. Yeah. (laughs) We may not be getting what it is that we want. Bingo. So we may think we we have it all um, together, but yet ask yourself, why is it that I can't move forward why am i stuck right and what if this think about this so we all evolved to get to where we're at correct yeah we we all kind of evolved and learned as we went so probably at least half of what we think we know we absorb from other people well we don't live in a vacuum we don't live in a bubble 
Right. Right. So we all interact and all our experiences as a, are as a result of being around other people, other conversations, other experiences, doing things with other people, um, learning from other people. Have these conversations. Yes, with we have plenty of conversations with other people and ourselves. <laughs> right, other people and ourselves. Plenty of conversations with ourselves. Yeah, yeah. like there was a, a book, probably I ran across it in the nineties called, by Michael LaBeouf. It was called "What, What, What, What You Say When You Talk to Yourself," and I was like, "What? Talk to yourself." Oh, yeah. And I was like, I don't talk to myself. And then I realized, actually, I do. But if we, take, if we just take, go back to the, you know, somebody says something. And we go, yeah, that's right. I believe that. And then you take it and you build on it. So, but then later on you find out that that person, what they said, what you built onto or adopted actually isn't even contextually relevant to your life, but you're clinging to this rigid idea because somebody said it, you felt strongly about it, and you went on and you told 40 other people, and they went on and told 40 other people, and so on and so on. And you, you now built this whole, we build identities, our whole identity of who, would, who the hell we think we are based upon this attachment to ideas, this attachment to our emotions and to being right. I think sometimes we emulate um, being somebody else that we think is more successful. Um, uh, and so uh, what they have to think and say is maybe more important. You know, maybe they're a professor or they're, um, <laughs> you know, they're a big... Or, very, or, or they, they've got the 30 employees or something. Yeah, it's or, like, well, what have I got to uh, to um, say for myself? This guy's pretty cool, so maybe I should uh, think like him and I'll get the same results that he has. And there's... there's yeah, because he's some big hoo-ha. Big hoo-ha. <laughs> <laughs> he's a big shot. That's Amy's word. Amy big is hoo-ha. A, a big hoo-ha. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah, but you know, seriously, like, are are the ideas and concepts about how our society works, about how families are supposed to work, how the economy is supposed yeah. to work, how my employer is supposed to treat me, how I'm supposed to treat my employees if I'm an entrepreneur? Have you? Are these ideas and concepts that? That you and values and beliefs that you have that you're clinging to for everything, you know, for your absolute oxygen of your life. What if they're all based on some half of them are based on something somebody else said that may not it may not be contextually relevant to your life? How long are you gonna continue to try to build your life on a found faulty foundation? We have to and the foundation of our life is what goes on between our ears. I think sometimes we live according to what we think is functional. Mm-hmm. We grow up being taught the values and belief systems of our family. 
and our teachers and our neighbors as we get mm. older are you know next door neighbor we expand out right we get to know other people and their thoughts and what uh, seems to work and um we think that certain things are normal yeah. and fun and um, they're what are functional <laughs> so you know we may go into our adult life behaving and thinking based on our childhood experiences as we're growing up so we think that you know this is the way it should be and you know this is what our family does you know none of our family plays musical instruments our family doesn't go to college our family are blue collar workers we're not no muckety muck hoo has <laughs> <laughs> or we're the one of the leaders of the free world think it's a really great idea to bring a million people together during a pandemic. That's now that's functional. <laughs> I was just about to say, I wonder where that stemmed from. <laughs> I mean, like, okay, it's it's your right to do that, but again, so the th- and so here's another way to look at this too: Are the things that you're upset about? The things that you're willing to do battle over to the point of that you're, you know, you're going to take a position and do battle and die on that hill. Hmm. Are, are those ideas and emotions and, you know, well, yeah, I, I will, Greg, because it's true. Yeah. How do you know it's true? What is true? What is truth? How do you know it's 100% absolutely true? You know, that's based on perspectives and, 100%. and the angles that you see things. It's based on the memories you have, however long they are, um, how they've built up. Your values and beliefs have built up over the years of your experiences, right. which are probably different than somebody else's experiences. So that's what makes us all different. And if we're sticking right. to our own experience and what we learn from it, then we're not really communicating and connecting with the other person if we can't put herself into their shoes so yeah it's all about sticking to uh <laughs> sticking it to, to the man sticking it to the man <laughs> that wasn't what you were thinking no it wasn't i was just saying like you want to stick to your values and your beliefs they, that's like, good if you know who you are right it's good if you've evaluated and looked into it and really thought it out but if you're just sort of coasting and going with the flow and just saying, kind of being um, complacent, this is the way I've always been, this is the way yeah. it's always been, this is who I'm going to continue to be. But the problem is, is if you always, who is it that said that? If uh, you always do what you always, always did, did, you're always going to get what you always got. It's true. I forget who it was. And you have to be Might willing to, Long. you have to be willing to step outside your, your, um, your box and uh, your comfort zone and try something else and have different experiences and that's going to shape your perspective (laughs) i i got an idea for a a life origami tip for people so anytime you have an emotional eruption or reaction to something it probably means there's a values conflict somewhere within you or the situation there's a difference of there's a tension between values and beliefs and so you know 
if somebody, if you've got a disagreement with somebody, if you're upset with somebody, it's because I guarantee you there's a difference in how you're seeing the world and how they're seeing you in the world or vice versa. So pause. Hmm. What are my values in this situation? What are my beliefs about this? How much of a know-it-all <laughs> are you? <laughs> Sabe lo todo. How much do you think you know <laughs> already? Look out. Here comes the know-it-all. You can... I wonder how he gets his head through the door. <laughs> I was just thinking about this lady who, uh, she didn't want to go to church because she said she knew the Bible already. She knew exactly what everybody was going to say. She oh, didn't really? need to go. And I'm like, well, you know, maybe they've read this certain scripture or whatever it is they do at your church. They've read it a number of times, but it can be applied in so many different ways. So there's other conversations that come from those uh, mm. those readings and stuff like that. But to go and say, you know, oh, I know it all. I don't need to go and hear somebody else's views and perspectives. They just close themselves off. Yeah. So the next time you feel a sense of rigidity, uh, that you're clinging to an idea, that you're arguing with a point, look at your values. If you've got that strong of an emotional reaction, I bet you if you were honest with yourself and you went in and, and reflected, you'd find there's a big difference in your values. Something There's a conflict of values, there's a conflict of beliefs. Otherwise... There'd be no tension. We'd all get along saying kumbaya. <laughs> Even the muckety-mucks. <laughs> Even the muckety-mucks and the know-it-alls and the hoo-hahs. <laughs> so we must say that if you are a hoo-ha, a muckety-muck, and uh, all, all that and a bag of chips, we apologize. But if you've got this far, what do you think? <laughs> what are your what 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 are you know have you had some emotional reaction to what we've been talking about here and if you have what's the values conflict because the interesting thing is that the reason I started I brought this out and started recording was because we had a conversation and essentially we had a conversation about a client we have a difference and there's a difference is a clear difference in values and a clear difference not only a difference in values a difference in perception and beliefs and sometimes you can't get over that there's an opportunity to learn right from another person who's different and try and see how they think um oh my goodness what, what are you suggesting we actually listen to people to try to seek to understand people? You radical, you. You <laughs> wicked woman. Okay, then. <laughs> I mean, like, really, seriously. We're, oh, we're supposed to talk to each other? Well, that might be a good idea. Seek first to understand instead of be the first to judge. <laughs> Remember that movie, Mr. Rogers? Yeah. What's it called? Um, something about Neighborhood. Um, not the song, yeah. but... Uh, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the, the, movie the recent movie of Mr. Rogers, yeah. Yeah, 
um, where he listened to other people yeah, he and sure tried did. to get their perspective so that he could understand. And he never really gave up on other people. Yeah. But uh, he, he, he would, at the drop of a hat, sit with somebody and look them in the eye and say, How are you doing? Aw, you look sad. <laughs> he would literally do that, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, he was just present with people. And so maybe the people you're feeling a conflict with or the conflict you're feeling, maybe you just need to spend time with them. Maybe you just need to spend time with yourself. And will you be my friend? (laughs) Spend time with yourself and listen to the voices. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) Listen to your thoughts. Listen to your thoughts. So after uh, I pressed the stop button, we've Why had a little it, bit of conversation. We always have the best conversations when we're not, not recording. recording. <laughs> <laughs> you should just sort of turn it on when I'm not, no, when I'm not looking. <laughs> we can continue have a conversation because then I'm not as brilliant afterwards. So you were saying what about change? We're talking about change. Oh, oh. You have to be willing to do the work. <gasps> no. To change things. Right? It's not just going to... We were talking about that, and we were talking about how the new normal of uh, with the COVID-19, what, what, right. what used to be normal, has now changed. And, and uh, everybody is just waiting for it to come back to the way it was, rather than um, working with it um, and, that and trying norm- new things. Yeah, and that normal is rigidity. It's mental rigor mortis. Because the chances of things going back to the way they were are pretty remote. Uh, on a global level, uh, everything changed so much on a global level. Yeah. How can you expect to ever go back to the way it was bef- now that we've been, um, I don't know, we're more awakened. Uh, now we know more uh, about... We're all shook up. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, the whole worlds have been shaken, right? Yes. The things that we rely on. The world, on, not, not just our world, yeah, but the world. The world. And the routines and the trust we had for uh, how people acted in a supermarket, touching every piece of fruit or, uh, you know, and infecting it with their germs. <laughs> um, or, uh, you know, people, uh, uh, you know, not going in their lanes, which, by the way, They've taken the one-way lanes out of... Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah, they're all gone now. We were at Walmart, and they're all gone here in Canada. But, you know, but again, that, so that was the new normal. Now it's gone. There's now... That normal is gone. Gone. So change... So your point is, around change, is that waiting for things to go back to normal is folly. It's fools. It, fools do that. And I, I'm sorry if that comes across harsh, but it's foolish to wait for things to go back to normal when there you have time, effort, and energy. You can focus today. Yeah, that reminds me of that saying I always say about um, 
Uh, don't wait for other people to bring you flowers, but go out and plant, plant your, your own, own garden. garden. Right? And certainly now, this time in our lives, it's time to go out and plant our garden and not wait for things to just come back to normal again. If it, if we had just thought like that, right. most of the businesses would have gone down because we had to really scramble and think mm-hmm. about how to work with the situation. Yeah, so everybody true. started doing things like curbside pickups and yep. and delivery and putting in those lanes with the um and seniors hours one way lanes and yeah yeah seniors hours and yeah stuff like that we had to we had to adapt and if you want change to happen you have to put the work into it and you have to think use your use your intellectual use your properties just yeah your creativity and um, look at the feedback of what your actions are and learn from it. And then um, you can make some decisions and perhaps things will just change for well, the two, better. I have two things to say about, just two things to say about change. <laughs> change is not a four-letter word, but the change requires the application of a four-letter word. <laughs> okay. W-O-R-K. You got to work... Towards something you care about. you got to work towards something you want, which means you have to choose. So while you're waiting for things to get back to normal, you're choosing to not choose. You're choosing to wait for the boomerang to come back around, whack you in the head. If you sit around waiting all that time, what can happen is things can fall apart. (laughs) Yeah, take a look around the world. Things can just fall apart. apart if you don't do something about the situation at hand. The best thing we can do for and not ourselves. Skulk and hide away. Yeah. The best thing we can do for ourselves and our fellow band is to choose to get on with living. Now, and get on with living safely. You know, don't be dangerous. You know, protect yourself. You know, depending on where you are in the world. You may be under different restri- health uh, guidelines and population control measures. But it doesn't mean, just because things aren't going to go back to the way they were, doesn't mean they won't improve. But I guarantee you, if you sit around waiting for things to change, it won't improve. You'll only lament and regret what you didn't do. So change is work. It is a four-letter word in that, in that sense. You gotta be willing. You gotta look for the opportunity. You gotta be resilient, and you gotta be kind. Kind. Yeah, because you gotta get along with people. Oh right, yeah, that. Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> gotta be nice to people. <laughs> oh, that's right. I gotta change. <laughs> what you can't see attitude. is Greg pouting. She didn't like my alliteration. <laughs> <laughs> but no, work. Get out there and work. Go out. Quit complaining. Quit Facebooking. Quit criticizing and having word fights. And go out there and do something. And then take a look at, at your life through that lens. 
what were we talking about? This was another subject, but what were we talking about? About intellectual honesty oh, yeah, and yeah. values and beliefs. Yeah, the problem with everything that we're talking about and the, and the problem with what we do at Life Origami is that in order to practice this stuff, you have to be intellectually honest with yourself. Now, intellectual honesty is a um, concept that's usually introduced in master's degrees program and post-secondary education around being intellectually honest to credit and provide citations for your research that you read that you based your conclusions off of. Mm -hmm. We're suggesting another level of intellectual honesty to say, I believe this thing, these are my values, but I don't know where where I got them from, or... I got them from so-and-so. I learned it from so-and-so. Crediting your teacher, but also, if you're... Here's the problem. There's a reason why we avoid intellectual honesty. Because then, if we were actually honest, we might actually have to do some more change. (laughs) Back to change. Got to do some more W-O-R-K. Willingly look at the opportunity, develop resilience... And be kind to yourself and to others. Accountability and responsibility. In order to be accountable, I'm just thinking about this. Uh huh. Um, when you start to see that your values and your beliefs are out of sync, Ooh. it takes a certain amount of honesty, courage, in order to um. In order to be accountable and responsible and start making the changes, yep. it takes intellectual honesty. And looking at yourself yeah. as an observer without, you know, all the uh, all the pity parties and the, and the blame and the shame and the guilt beatings. <laughs> you know, it's just look at it as an observer and be honest with yourself and see if... What you've been doing, if it's working for you, and is it getting what it is that you want to get? (laughs) Stop it. That feels really uncomfortable. (laughs) I'm I'm doing all this work, and it's not going where I want. I'm not getting the results I want. Ick. But that's that's a very... that, that, That could change your life. Sometimes if, you know, you expect some sort of um, magic to happen, um, you know, like, for the instance, if Godfather's you, you want to come into the program or, you know, and, and practice the life origami way um, and you, you go through the motions of it and you go through the, the different phases and stuff and realize that you're not getting any movement, well what's really important is that change is only going to happen if you stop clinging to your stories and you start looking, being right. honest and looking at who you are and seeing why it is you're stuck. And Back not... to clingy. <laughs> what's that? In the, in the first part of the this episode where you were talking about clingy. Clingy? In the last recording. Yeah, I talked about clinging thoughts and, and oh, ideas. Oh, yeah, clinging to your stories. Clinging it's like, oh, woe is me, poor me. I've always done it this way, and, and it's because of this reason, and so for that reason I can't do this or that. 
Like, give it a rest already. Yeah. Somebody said I was ugly and I believed them for 50 years. <laughs> that kind of thing Th- happens. That happens. Yes. Yeah. And we so. have an emotional charge around it. It becomes permanent. It becomes our identity. Those That's stories. Sad. That's sad if you go around your whole life believing what one person said to you. Or maybe five people might have said to you because they all were friends. It is sad. It doesn't have to be that way. But what my point was um, was (laughs) about how you have to put the work into it. Um, You can't expect some sort of magic to happen. You're going to learn. You're going to watch the video or the audio and you're going to have come to a couple coaching sessions and we're going to talk and we're going to, you know, something has to change within you. And the only way that's going to happen is if you start being honest. Something, something's going to change. If you don't do your homework, if you don't do your journaling, if you don't think about things um, from different perspectives and, and put into the conversation, um, you know, what it is that you're learning and, mm-hmm. and bring it to the table when we are having a conversation, um, you're not yeah. going to learn. And that's the whole thing about you have to be a student in your life, of your life. You have to be a student and and uh, follow your curiosities and uh, and see wh- you know what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If something's gonna change, it's gonna be you. <laughs> Jaren, freaking T it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You want things to change? I guess what? It's gonna be you. So we did come back to the original topic of change. Isn't that amazing? After 12 minutes and 37 seconds. Aren't you glad you're still listening? <laughs> I bet there's nobody listening. Hello? Hey, if you're Hello? listening. Hey. Hello? <laughs> Don't shame Hello? them for listening this long. <laughs> no, but seriously, like if any of this resonated with you, reach out. Just say hi. You can leave us a message on Anchor. You can send us an email. Uh, you can reach... Just be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Intellectually honest. See, you, you can say, hello. Hello. And we know that you've heard this part of the episode. <laughs> Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Life Origami Podcast. You can find us at lifeorigami.com. It's L-I-F-E-O-R-I-G-A-M-I dot com. You can reach Greg at Greg BD on Twitter or we're all Life Origami at Life Origami on Twitter. And if you want to talk, we're always available. You can reach us at area code 403-307-8281. Have a fantastic day.